speaks. The middle maker speaks. The middle maker speaks. All-Star break has come and gone. We had a memorable All-Star weekend. Spencer Dinwiddie, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, and Bogdan Bogdanovich, Team World, and Team LeBron were all winners. The biggest winner was, of course, the NBA. NBA continues to be the world's most progressive sporting league. This is a special episode of The Middle Maker Speaks. We turn 25. Now is as good a time as any to reflect on the last 25 years of NBA basketball. The NBA is truly a global league. The NBA, and by extension basketball, isn't the most popular sporting league and sport in the world, but it is definitely second. The honor of number one belongs to football. No, not gridiron football, we're talking the football that North America calls soccer and the rest of the world simply calls football or the beautiful game. What drives these two sports? They are the two most entertaining sports in the world. That's number one. If that isn't enough, then ease of play is another reason. Get four stones and a juice box Filled with paper, and you can play the beautiful game. It is that simple. Get a coat hanger and find a post, and you can play the other beautiful game. These are games you can work on by yourself. How many players worked with a wall when you had no one else to play with? The poorest kid, the wealthiest kid. It doesn't matter where you are from. You can play these games. These leagues don't belong to any one country. They belong to the whole world. Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, they don't belong to Barcelona and Real Madrid only. They belong to the little boy in Abuja, Nigeria, Kingston, Jamaica, and Buenos Aires, Argentina. LeBron James, the NBA's biggest star, doesn't belong to the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Miami Heat, or whichever team he plays for next season. He is a global basketball superstar. The kid in Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, Ottawa, Canada, and Riga, Latvia, have as much right to LeBron James as does the kid in Northeast Ohio. That is how far of a reach the NBA has. I know we said 25 years, and this is a celebration of the NBA, but it all began 26 years ago. The NBA's global success can be traced back to the dream team. Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, Clyde Drexler, Patrick Ewing, Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, Chris Mullin, Scottie Pippen, David Robinson, and John Stockton, Dream Team members and Hall of Famers. There was the college kid, Christian Leitner, and of course, the GOAT. And we'll get to the GOAT soon enough. We can't have an NBA story without talking about him. The Dream Team rocked and shocked the world. Never had the world seen anything like this. This collection of talent, 
superior to anything that ever stepped on a basketball court before. Their opponents were fans. The stadia they played in were jam-packed. Everyone wanted a piece of them. This was the best that basketball had to offer. Their opponents were honored just to be on the court with them. Whether they lost by 30 or so, it didn't matter. You had picture proof that you played against them, the dream team. That is one in a million. It didn't matter if you were on a poster. It didn't matter if you were being posterized by a member of the dream team, especially MJ. You were a fan, and it was an honor to play against them. Basketball was popular before. There were several basketball leagues across the globe. The dream team proved that there was only one NBA. They were a collection of the best. This is what inspired boys and girls across the globe to love basketball and really catapulted the NBA to unheard of heights. This was 26 years ago. We can argue that the NBA is reaping fruit that was planted 26 years ago. It doesn't matter what the balance sheet shows. This league is more popular than any league that's only popular on one content. This is NBA basketball. It has been 25 years since the GOAT retired the first time. After the end of the first three-peat, out went MJ. Jack McCollum of Sports Illustrated penned an article chronicling the Bulls' 93 championship. That championship season, the Suns were only the last of many challenges the Bulls met. Injuries, player dissatisfaction, courting of Tony Kukoc. This alienated players, the courting of Kukoc. From this article, we learned that the Bulls faced real adversity. Every time they lost, it was speculated that they were done, but they kept going. And history tells us how that turned out. Another article that comes to mind, Smells Like Another Rose by Rick Riley. A piece that clearly wanted us to infer that Michael Jordan had a gambling addiction. We know what Pete Rose was ultimately accused of, and we know his ultimate punishment. These were the hurdles that Jordan and the Bulls faced in 92-93. Add to that the untimely passing of his father, James. It's no wonder that Michael chose to leave basketball. He left the NBA world behind. The NBA must have been suffocating to its best player at this time. The man that helped propel the NBA to new heights, Michael Jordan, the best player, ever could not play in the league that made him famous anymore. Without Jordan as a headliner, the NBA 
would not be where it is today. We all know that. Every player presently in the league owes a debt of honor to Michael Jordan. His first retirement shocked the NBA world. Jordan left the NBA in 1993. Shaq entered in 92-93. But by 1993, Shaq was beginning to chart a course for himself and his team, the Orlando Magic. The league has never been short of stars. But to have a transcendent star is something that every league, especially this NBA, can never take for granted. With Michael Jordan gone, you had other stars present. You had Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Clyde Drexler, all Hall of Famers. But they were not transcendent stars. This mantle was passed to Shaquille O'Neal, the diesel. Shaq rattled rims. Shaq shattered backboards. This was the Shaquille O'Neal that the NBA needed. He was larger than life. He had a large personality. He bounced across the court. He was too strong to be moved. They couldn't handle Shaq. He was a force in the NBA. This was Shaquille O'Neal. He couldn't hit a free throw to save his life. But you couldn't move him to save your life. This was the type of player that Shaquille O'Neal was. And Michael Jordan passed the torch for a while to Shaquille O'Neal. Who remembers the finals between the Knicks and the Rockets in 1993-94 or the Rockets 95 championship? Basketball purists, put your hands down. Would such a series attract the casual fan, supporter, or non-NBA people? Is there anything that compels you to watch? A big kid named O'Neal got you to watch in 95. And a late season return of the GOAT got you watching. The NBA without Jordan had Shaq, but that was baby Shaq. A Shaq who hadn't won anything yet. This was Orlando Shaq. Shaq and Penny, not Shaq and Kobe. Shaq wasn't on a winning team yet. He could dunk and shatter the backboard, but that was it. He couldn't keep your attention unless he was pit opposite MJ. Compare the Bulls versus Magic semifinals and the eventual finals between the Orlando Magic and the Houston Rockets. Not even close. The semifinals was the finals everyone wanted to see. They wanted to see the behemoth known as Shaq up against the ear god known as Michael Jordan. That was what they paid to see. The Bulls lost the series, but Jordan returned, hungrier than ever. And we got to see Michael repeat for a second time. Who can forget the move against Russell, the last shot, the iconic Jordan move to win 
the 1997-98 championship. Michael scores the winning basket. Michael walks off the court. Michael walks away a legend. The G-O-A-T. The NBA is a league that dominates the news cycle. But not just on-the-court action. Player movement also attracts our attention. It could be a free agent jumping ship, a trade, or a major draft. Do the Spurs become a dynasty if the Admiral never gets hurt? No missing Admiral equals no Duncan. Do the Lakers win any titles on the field if the Lakers don't poach Shaq from the Magic? Of course not. Post-Jordan, we had the Shaq era. Yes, it was Shaq and Kobe on the Lakers, but before Kobe became Kobe, he was just a cocky kid chucking up earballs. Shaq was the most dominant force in the NBA. Post-Michael, you welcome the Shaq era. Not Orlando Shaq, L.A. Shaq. And this is post-98 Jordan. Shaq in L.A. was a match made in heaven for the NBA. Shaq's grand personality brought back Showtime to L.A. Some of the fans who left when Jordan retired for the second time came back. And they came back as Lakers fans. By the time they won their third title, Shaq and Kobe were going at it. These two players fought for the soul of the Los Angeles Lakers. And eventually, Jerry Buss made a choice. He chose youth over age and experience. And we all know how that turned out. Hindsight makes us wise, but Dr. Buss made the right decision. Kobe would go on to become the Mamba. Shaq would go on to win another title in Miami. But Shaq was clearly on the way down. And Kobe was on his way up. We would see the ascendancy of the Mamba. But before any of this, we had the 2002-2003 Los Angeles Lakers. An aging mailman, a worn-out glove, an old Shaq, and a young, angry Kobe. This was not a good combination. The workman-like Detroit Pistons bested them in five games. The Pistons became the NBA champions, and that was the end of Shaq and Kobe. While Shaq was busy dominating the league in his time, the big ticket, Tim Duncan and Allen Iverson, were stars making a name for themselves. Iverson, though, never enjoying an era of his own, was a transcendent pop figure with genuine street credibility. From his hair to his clothing, Iverson made a statement. I am not buttoned down. This is my hair. This is my clothes. Deal with it. 
they dealt with it, a dress code came about because of Iverson. Stories were told of his heart and his fight. These existed side by side with his lack of preparation. He was defiant and he was loved for it. He's from Shaq's era. Shaq came in in 92, 93. Iverson came in in 96, 97. Iverson left in 2010. Shaq left in 2011. Shaquille O'Neal passed the torch to one LeBron James. The King James era effectively started in 2003-2004. James would have to share his early years with a familiar face who now had a new number and a new name. In 06-07, Kobe switched to 24 and we all knew Kobe as the Mamba. Kobe became Mr. Clutch, the guy with ice water in his veins, the killer, the ultimate Mamba. We never got to see the King versus the Mamba. We had a wonderful puppet show, but we never got to see the action on the court. We regret that, but that's just the way it was. But we saw a Kobe Bryant that dominated basketball. We also saw LeBron James that dominated basketball. The Celtics traded for KG and Ray Allen and we had a basketball clash. The Giants met once again. The Lakers versus the Boston Celtics. This was the story of basketball. These Celtics would prove to be a hindrance to one LeBron James, just as the Pistons were a hindrance to MJ back in his day, the Celtics were a hindrance to LeBron in his day. The NBA benefited from the rivalry between the Celtics and the Lakers yet again. This was good for the league and basketball spread across borders even more with this renewed rivalry. Things change. That's a constant story of the NBA. Not only do things change, but conflict constantly comes about. This is the push that moves our league, this NBA. LeBron James, the best player of his generation, the man from 03, this man made a decision. And this decision was aired on national TV. The man chose to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers for the Miami Heat. Many burning jerseys later, they made it to the NBA Finals only to be bested by the Dallas Mavericks. The haters rejoiced because LeBron lost. They felt that LeBron took a shortcut to a championship and he was punished by the basketball gods when he failed to win in his first ever NBA Finals as a member of the Miami Heat. We heard the stories. He needed all the help 
And yet, this man didn't win anything. He choked as a member of the Miami Heat. This is what we heard. The Heat were the black cap. LeBron was the ultimate villain. From favorite son to the ultimate villain. This was the story of LeBron James in Miami. Everywhere the Heat went, crowds came to cheer against them. LeBron was beloved in Miami for a time, but LeBron became even more popular across the globe after having moved to the Miami Heat. He was loved for this. LeBron embraced change. He left where he was to seek something better. The international fan, the global fan, understood this more so than LeBron's North American fans. LeBron had a clear message. I am a free agent and I will choose my destiny. He ultimately decided that he did it the wrong way. But not before, not one, not two, not three, and you know how the rest goes. The Heat won two championships. Lost two, won two. LeBron cemented his legacy as one of the most important basketball players ever and the most important basketball player of his generation. And with LeBron's popularity, the game grew even more. The league still had an aging Mamba and other stars. But LeBron, he was the main headliner of the NBA. LeBron James has never been afraid to court controversy. LeBron James felt guilty how he left Cleveland. Not that he left Cleveland. He knew he had to go if he was going to win. But he felt guilty how he left Cleveland. He had to go back to make things right. And go back he did. He went back to Cleveland. And we all know how that turned out. They won a championship. They won a championship. But what LeBron did not anticipate, what the league did not anticipate, was the emergence of the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors versus the Cavaliers. We anticipated a rivalry similar to that of the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers of the 1980s. But then Durant happened. And with Durant, everything changed again. The NBA constantly changes. And with Durant's arrival in Golden State, once he became a member of the Warriors, everything changed again. We now had a genuine NBA juggernaut. Four All-Stars on one team. Four All-Stars in their prime on one team. The second best and the third best player in the league on the same team. One of the best shooters in the history of the game on the same team as the best shooter in the history of the game. A big that revolutionized 
how Biggs played in the league in the person of Draymond Green on that team. This team is what you call unfair. This Warriors team met and destroyed the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. This is where the NBA is at now. For years we heard that no jump shooting team could ever win a championship. Then the Warriors won. And now every team is trying to copy what the Warriors did right. The league is constantly changing. The pace speeds up. It goes faster, faster, faster. This is a different league. This is not the NBA of the 70s. This is not the NBA of the 80s. This started in 1993 when Michael Jordan went for the first time. And we're talking about the popularity of the NBA. This is the league that we are dealing with. This is our league. This is the global league. The other beautiful game. The NBA is fueled by drama. We saw drama when Kevin Durant went back to OKC for the first time. That's drama. We saw drama when LeBron James played for the Miami Heat. We saw drama when LeBron James played for Cleveland for the first time in his return. That is drama. That fuels the NBA. Casual fans, those who want to see something that is fun, popular, they look at the NBA. This league is constantly expanding. The league recently said goodbye to the Mamba, Ray Allen, KG, Duncan, and of course the truth. We also can add Chauncey to the mix. The NBA is changing guard, and it's going to change guard yet again. The king is aging 15 years in. Carmelo, D. Wade, Bosch is already gone even though he's looking to come back. Dirk, Vinsanity. How long can these players last in the NBA? This season has been a crazy season. It's a culmination of many things that happened prior to today. And we've seen it over the past 25 years. Player movement happens. Kyrie decided that he wasn't going to wait on LeBron to make the next move. He was going to make the move to control his destiny. He asked to be traded. He is now a Celtic. Kevin Durant, he chose to leave Oklahoma City and go to the Golden State Warriors. Players now have choices, something that wasn't always the case. Not in this way. Teams traded players. Free agents did not choose to team up and form super teams that gave them an opportunity to win as many titles as they so desired. This is a change in the NBA. What's happening in the NBA? What's cooking this year? Embiid is finally playing. A full season, it looks like. Ben Simmons made his debut. Donovan Mitchell looks like he's a steal of this year's draft. 
Devin Booker has star potential. CP3 finally has a squad that looks like it can get into the conference finals and possibly dream of more. The Bulls have Lavigne and his aerial show and a chance at a high draft pick. Dirk's successor is on the way. Porzingis is down, but the Knicks have a chance at getting a high draft pick. The Lakers have two max slots and the opportunity to do more. Paul George and LeBron James could become Lakers. Free agency is dominating the NBA world yet again. Will LeBron finish the process? Is he a Laker man or did the Cavs do enough to keep him? We will find out soon enough. The NBA is in a good place. The game has never been more popular. The league has never been more popular. Teams have never been more valuable. We have a draft coming up that promises us franchise altering players. We witness MJ's reign, then we witness Shaq's, then a young LeBron and the Mamba, and then LeBron. The league now seems as if it's at a familiar place. Aging stars ready to pass the torch to younger stars. Giannis Ankatempo, what will his summer with the Mamba bring? Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Kristaps Porzingis, Kyrie Irving. Will one of these players be the NBA's new torch bearer? Only time will tell, but it will be fun finding out. The NBA has proven itself to be a progressive league, one that listens to its players and its fans. A longer all-star break, fewer back-to-back -back games in close succession, teams and players are genuinely encouraged. Lottery reform is on the way. The one-and-done rule will be revisited. The playoff seeding, that's under consideration. This is a responsive league. And as we talk about a responsive league, let's move on to something else. Shut up and dribble. I'm more than an athlete is the response. 25 years can be a lifetime. Remember the statement, I'm not a role model. My ability on the court means that I'm a good basketball player. That I can dribble a ball and dunk doesn't make me a role model. These were sentiments from the 1990s. These were sentiments from the Jordan era. Parents were encouraged to be role models for their children, not just to emulate athletes. As famous as they were, they were not necessarily always persons you should emulate. This time spoke about self-responsibility, your responsibility to take care of you and to guide your children. 25 years later, things are a little different. A talking head on a news program has told the most popular athlete in North America to shut up and dribble the ball. And the athlete is not taking it lightly. He is pushing back. He sees himself as important to society. LeBron James acknowledges that he is a role model. And he has decided to embrace this. LeBron's posse, and we put posse in quotes. His posse consists of men who worked hard 
to create opportunities for themselves. Remember when they laughed at LeBron signing with an agency run by one of his boys, one of his, in quotations again, posse? They never gave them a chance. They were ridiculed. But today, these men are popular in society and they're popular because of what they stand for and what they have accomplished. And these men are now considered to be role models. You don't have to come from anything in order to go somewhere. That's the message that these men pass on. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. If you work hard, you have a dream, and you're creative, then you can accomplish. And it doesn't matter if you dribble a ball. You can do this. They took charge of their world. Shut up and dribble. Will LeBron James shut up and dribble? Most definitely not. Athletes, community, activists, entertainment dwellers have a responsibility if they embrace it to use their platform to highlight their causes. If you have a platform, why not use it? A talking head on a television program is doing just that. Just as the talking head uses her platform, why shouldn't the greatest athlete in North America use his platform to spread his message? LeBron James should definitely not shut up and dribble. Keep doing what you are doing, Mr. James. And where this league is, is demonstrated by what the commissioner had to say in response to shut up and dribble. Most definitely not. The Middlemaker Network is undergoing changes. We're growing. Very soon, you will be hearing from us a whole lot more frequently. We made it to episode 25, and we're going to continue putting out great content. Message us, and we will respond to you. Follow us at The Middlemaker, and this is on Twitter. The next episode of The Middlemaker Speaks and The Fantasy Lab will drop soon. As always, I'm The Middlemaker, and this has been The Middlemaker Speaks. Welcome back, NBA, and I'll catch you next time. Oh, 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 oh,